Yo, what up? What's happening? Can you hear me good? I can hear you. How about, how about on my side? You good? I, I can I got hear my, got the AirPods inside it. You know, sometimes they're, they're low quality, you know. Actually, those don't sound too bad. I think it's because you got the, you got the old ones in. No, no bougie ones, you know. Got you, got you. I save those for their their really important meetings. <laughs> it makes sense. I've been. What's up? No. What's up? Just uh, just chilling, man. You know. Just yeah. Working. What? Did you, what you got behind you? You got some PhDs up on the wall. What are do. your doctorates? What uh, are those? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, they're Dylan's, my roommates. I don't. Oh, got you. I'm filming our dining room. Are you kidding me? Hey, dude, whatever I'm, works, man. All on a budget. You know what I'm saying? You're balling on a budget, or that's where the food's at. You, you sit in the dining room and eat and, and meet. That's Always. it. Welcome to the show. Thanks. What's for, up, man? Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yep. You know. <laughs> you got the all blue going on today. That's it. I got a. Uh, I got my kids' soccer practice later, and I'm uh, playing um, substitute coach. So had to be decked out for the for the Poland Bulldogs. Yeah, I was about to say, are you going to like a football game or something? Something like that. Football. I was going to say, yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. Have you been watching that, the Olympics? A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. What's your, what's your, what do you, what do you watch? What's your thing to watch? I've been watching these, uh, these grown men beat up on these little girls. That's what I've been watching. These grown men? Yeah. Like, what you see these power lifters that are like a six foot two, 350 pound man that's competing as a woman and he's winning? Like she's winning? They're winning. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're, they're winning, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm about to go back and, and play uh, girls basketball, and I'll be all right. You should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I might get a college scholarship. What's stopping you? you know? <laughs> my, my, I would say my age, but I could just identify as a high schooler. So, yeah, yeah. Whatever works, man. Whatever works. I mean, I don't know. What do you think of the whole Simone Biles situation? I mean, she's a freak athlete. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of disappointing, you know, in one way, and then at the same time, you, your heart breaks for her if she is, she's really, you know, has those. I, I don't know the whole story, but I know it seems to be like some mental health things and some other things happening, and you know, you just hope that somebody like that gets help, you know, and there's people around her who care enough for her, not just the competition side. You know what I mean? So, and again, I don't know, I don't know the whole story, but just the, the headlines from what I've seen, you know. Yeah. No, I I'm with you. It's a very um, unique situation. Yeah. No. What are you up to today? Just practice? Just soccer? Just, got some, just running from one one thing to the next. We got a, we got some big stuff happening. I mean, as you know, I do I do I wear many different hats. Uh, you know. Um. So business business stuff, and then uh, got a lot of stuff going on at the church uh, that I work at, and um, got a, we got a busy weekend coming up, busy week, and I, I'm. Got, we got a huge conference coming up. I got some clients that I'm working with on my business side that got some stuff happening. Um, and I'm doing, I offici I'm officiating a wedding next Saturday. So I got like, all that stuff happening. Uh, like a referee? Like you're going to throw flags? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to they're gonna fight. Uh, and if, if she wins, they get married. So, you know. Somebody like holds the ring to her all as long as. Exactly. Three second violation, it's, something like that. It's just like that. <laughs> it's just like that. That'd be more of an after it. You know, wrong. You know, <laughs> so what you got going on, man? What's what's going on? So this is uh, how many of these have you done? These, oh, these uh, this is video two. cast. 
Number three. Okay. Number three. Who, who are your Who are your first two guests better than me? Who'd you pick before me? I I texted you first. You know that. I I'm just saying. I'm you're just saying. <laughs> you're out here playing soccer with a bunch of kids instead of being on the uh, on I the know. podcast. That's right. Podcast. <laughs> so where where do you put this cat? What the podcast out? Where do you put it out at? Goes out to YouTube. YouTube. Okay. All right. All right. YouTube world. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I think the last one I put up has no views, but I'm praying. You know. Hey, I got videos on YouTube that have no views, which is fine. And then I got some that are like 17 or 18, and I'm like, let's go. I know. <laughs> Dude, I keep looking at your numbers. And I'm like, dang, one day. <laughs> one day I'll get to that 17 or 18. Listen, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus had 12, and he was happy. You know. I was like, hey, that's <laughs> right. Except for when every time he spoke, but no. <laughs> other than that, other than that. You got people in trees. Yeah, that's it, man. People with weird names, the Kias. That's right. I just—I was gonna do the office meeting today, but I stepped up because it's so nice. So I got—I got trees. Oh, okay. I got a tree right behind me here. So you ever hide in those? Like when you're reading, when you feel really spiritual, you climb up. No, the the problem is with trees like this. Like if, at my age where I'm at, is once you get up in that tree, you can't get back down. Like <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta run the gauntlet, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. Like it happens. Hey, I can't climb trees. I, I would believe you could you could identify you could identify somebody who could climb trees though. I've tried. Oh, okay, it didn't work. I've tried, it didn't work. No, people <laughs> like you ain't no tree. And I was I shouldn't have done it like I was downtown Youngstown. If I would have went like to a suburb, it would have worked out. Could have done somewhere else. Yeah, Youngstown, right. they'll tell me how it is, but people in a suburb. You get the idea, you know. Gotcha. And then you run with your idea. Dude, I'm a, I almost rocked the Andrew Lucas shirt too. But Dude, I didn't. You so I see, yeah. yeah. In case I forget, I'm ready to go. You know, so, I went, went to a counselor today. I was like, what up? And he was like, yo, what's up? He was like, what's your name? I was like, hold on one second. I stopped <laughs> you need to do your shirts upside down though so you can read it. That's – it's it's in production. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's right. This is spelled wrong. It's upside down. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, it's backwards. Like one of those. Exactly. Hey, so what are you doing out at the church? What's your new, what's your title right now? Because it seems like you got a new title every month, you know? Not every month, but uh, quite often it's changed. Um, you know, I've done, I've done everything at the church uh, title wise, just about. I've been on every part, on every team. Um, you know, I was last year, last year, you know, when I came, when I came back in, you know, years ago, uh, I was the kids pastor and, um, you know, that was crazy for a lot of people because they don't, you know, they're like, oh, Isaiah's not a kids pastor, but I, I was brought in to build a team, um, to kind of take over. So I started there in the kids area, um, and oversaw all the volunteers there, um, and, oh, the, and the staff on. that we had. Who is your, uh, who's your sound guy? Oh no, he's not there any longer. He's not with me any longer. I don't know. I don't use the sound guy, but I. But he, he looks like down like this guy down here. Yeah. So that's what I heard. Like I don't know. I heard he's a pretty cool guy. You know, maybe uh has a little too much fun sometimes. You know. <laughs> yeah, but you you helped me out. You helped me out in a lot of ministries I oversaw. Mm. You know, so in the kids when I was the, in the kids area, uh, overseeing. The, I mean, you know, the, the staff and the team and the kids uh, there. You helped me uh, those teams. With the uh, IT and tech and video lighting, sound, all those, all those areas. So I, I did the kids for uh, two and a half years, and then um, an opportunity was uh, opened, and uh, they, there was a need for the youth. So I stepped in and did 
you know, that 13 to 19 year old, uh, you know, range at the church did that for two and a half years. And then since post that, like I've been, um, that. what's that? Need at the youth. Yeah, there was a need. There was a, there was a need. There's there, there's a book in, in production on, on the story there, but you know, I can't, I can't go into it. But, hey, did you, you know, um, you know, it's weird. When you were like a kid's pastor, like you can watch kids and it's cool. But if you're like not a kid's pastor and you're watching kids, you could get dragged out of the out of the baseball field, you know? Yeah, you people go to jail for that type of thing. So I you got to be careful. You got to be gotta, careful. So got to give the title. No, but it was it, it was cool, man. It was cool to be you know to be with those different areas of ministry and those different ages of the kids. So from the kids to the youth, and then now um, I I have my, my title is actually the operations pastor. So I see oversee a lot of the operations, um, but I really work with a couple of key managers at the church and like work with PEMDAS? them and their teams. What's that? Like PEM does, like that kind of operation? Something like that. Black What's Ops. That? Black Ops. Black oh, Ops. Black Ops, okay. <laughs> I was thinking like math, but Black Ops sounds new. Yeah, even better. What's that? You still streaming? So I, yeah, so I do from time to time. Yep, I stream. So I do I get my hand, I'm one of those people that I like to do a lot of a little different things, you know what I mean? So that's why even with my with my job um, at the church and then I have my business, with both of those, people are like, explain to me what you do. And I'm like, well, how much how much time do you have? Because it's really, it's really different every day and I, I enjoy that. Um, but on the operation side, like I oversee our office manager and, and their staff there and all the things that happen behind the scenes. Um, I oversee our uh, facilities and maintenance department and all the things that happen for our facilities. So whether it's replacing a roof, working with budgets, working with contracts. Um, so I oversee all that. And then I also work, we have a, a cafe at the church, you know, for, you know, food, drinks, coffee, snacks, um, all that fun stuff. And so I oversee that staff and team. So those are the three primary areas. Um, and then I'm also, I'm also one of the members of our, you know, uh, we, we have an internal name for the team and we have an external name for the team, but it's, it's kind of like our executive leadership team. Mm -hmm. um, and then the internal uh, name, we call, we call them the Avengers. <laughs> so, you know, so, so like you need to have some superpowers to be on this team, you know. Um, but uh, so I'm on the, uh, the executive team at the church as well. So just working through a lot of different things. And, and some of those are fancy titles, but they just mean that I get to do a lot more work. And, um, you know, I, I'm usually working... 60 hours a week at the church. And then I usually do about 20 hours a week in my business. And then I'm still, you know, dad, husband, coach, friend, you know, all the other, all the other titles that are equally as important. So how'd you get into doing 35 million different things at once? Where's that um, from? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's been a couple different things. One of the, one of the things that I, I just, I've, I've learned over the years is, balancing opportunity you know um there was a season in my life where i would walk through any door that was open and i think that was the right thing for that time and i actually encourage a lot of people um who especially if they're you're younger not even in age but just in in your walk of where you want to be in business or in life um just say yes say yes to a lot of things so that's how i ended up in a lot of the places that i'm at um i just said yes <laughs> you know um you know some people overthink things you know i think it's important to use wisdom for sure but um, I just said yes to a lot of different opportunities, um, you know, from different jobs to investment opportunities to business opportunities. Um, I said, you know, it usually looked like, hey, Isaiah, what do you think about X, Y, Z? 
business? Or what do you think about investing in X, Y, Z? Or what do you think about doing X, Y, Z? And, and every time I would train myself to say, that's interesting. Let me, let me, let's talk about it. You know, and it just kind of opened up a conversation as opposed to most people would say, no, I'm not into that or no, thank you or whatever. So I just, I just kind of changed my mentality just to, to be open to different things, you know, and to, to walk through the doors that God would open. And, and I would just have to trust God. Like if, if I'm going to fail at this, please, you know, close the door before I do it. Cause I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to mess up, you know? And uh, so in the business world and in the leadership realm and in different uh, opportunities I've had, I've just, I've just said yes to the door in front of me. Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the like Genesis, you know, where, you know, you, it was God over money, but money could still be around. You know what I'm saying? Like, where was the, uh, what was the, the Genesis to your, uh, you see what I did? I, I mean, making sure yeah, that I like it. Uh, you're still around. You know what I'm saying? You got you got the Christian crowd, and you got the I got you. I got you. <laughs> Genesis? Is he talking about a beer? What's he talking about? All right, what's going on? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I could think of a couple moments that would that could equal to like, okay, that was a start of something. Um, but I think for me, just the way I handle all that, whether it's business, my relationship with my family, my relationship with God, all those things. Um, my relationship with finances and how I view those, those things. Uh, I think my genesis would be back to just the way I was raised. You know what I mean? I was, I mean, you know, a little bit of my story, but I was raised, um, I was raised in a great home, but in a rough, a rough upbringing in the sense of Not Amish, really rough. No, actually that's where I was going with it. I'm, I was Amish. No, <laughs> no, I actually grew up, I grew up in, I mean, you know, I grew up in the inner city in a rough part of town. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to, uh, get mugged walking home. It wasn't uncommon to to walk outside and go to grab your bike and it's stolen or go walk out and get in the family car and it's got no tires on it, you know, um, to walk you out and somebody's you got any good graffitied your house. Stories? What's that? You got any good mugging stories? Mugging stories? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I mean, it, it, like I said, it wasn't uncommon. I'd be riding my bike and get jumped by a handful of guys and they take everything you have and you know, as you get older, you learn um, when people approach you, they're like, hey, man, come here. Like, you don't come here. You just ride faster. You just keep going. So, you know, there's like little things you learn. Um, but again, I think going to that is just the way I was raised in, in a rough part of town. We really didn't have, we didn't have much, um, you know, and so it just helped me be thankful for the things that I did have. And, and I remember, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was a point in my life, I was maybe, a, you know, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in that range. I think when you're starting to think about, okay, what do I want to do when I grow up? Those kind of things. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. There was a lot of things that I thought would be interesting. Um, you know, I thought for a while I was going to be going to college. I had a, a scholarship to play football. Um, so I thought I was going to at least get that route by myself four years to see what I wanted to do. And, um, but I, I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to be poor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've been poor my whole life. I've been poor for 18 years or, you know, seven, 16, 17 years at, at the time, you know, whatever it was. Um, and so, yeah. And so I, I just, I realized, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm talking to one right now. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I'm just lying. Hey, um, give me till Friday. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hit my cash app, bro. Hit my cash app. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, so that, that was really just the, you know, I wouldn't, I would say whether you call it a pivotal moment or open, you know, kind of open my eyes to, I, I just knew I, I didn't want to be poor, but I also knew I wasn't the smartest person in the room. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to, I didn't have a 4.0. I wasn't, 
I wasn't going to be book smart in the sense of I wasn't probably going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Um, so I just, I kind of looked at the people around me who were successful, you know, and um, even though we grew up poor and in a rough neighborhood, I, I watched my dad his whole life work his butt off, start his own company, um, started a, like a janitorial business and a carpet cleaning business. And, and that business was very successful until he actually got, he got hit, hit by a, a van and was in a really bad vehicle accident that was not able to work any longer. And so had to sell his business. What's that? So, like, he couldn't be the janitor anymore. The doctor's like, no, we got to clean you up. You we got to clean you up. We got to clean you up. Exactly. You anymore. <laughs> exactly. But he, he, again, he took something. He took something. And it's what I, it's what I teach a lot of different people and, and encourage people with, listen, you, you can make a lot of money doing anything you want to do. You know what I mean? If you want to freaking paint rocks and sell them, if, as long as you're the best at it, you'll, you'll be, you'll make a living, you know, you'll do well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the world we live in right now, you know, like you, I mean, whatever it is that if you're good at it and you have a passion for it and you can do it with excellence, you can do it for a living, no matter what it is. Like I, I, I don't, I mean, if you wanted to be an underwater basket weaver, you know, you could be the best in the world and make money doing it. You could start a Twitch channel and get sponsors and you'd be fine. You know what I mean? If you want to be the best, you know, poker player or, or marble player or jacks or, you know, or painter or whatever it is, um, you know, you can be successful at it, you know, and you can make, you can make a good living to where that didn't used to be the case. You know what I mean? So, so my, I think my dad just instilled that like, Hey, you know, he was, he was started out as a janitor working, just cleaning, I think a church and then told himself, I, I can start my own cleaning company, you know, and did that. And then he's like, I, I want to get into carpet cleaning and like steam cleaning carpets. So he bought a carpet cleaning machine and, and one thing led to the next, and and he was doing he back in I mean, was it mid nine early nineties? He was doing you know at that time a couple hundred thousand dollars in business, you know, which was a lot of money back then, especially for someone who who, who came from nothing, you know, um, and so that, that, I think those things just kind of instilled in me, you know, to to work hard and and to and to fight for the kind of lifestyle you want to live and be able to ultimately um, help people because. That's one of the worst feelings I think for me, at least in my personality, what I, what I enjoy doing is, you know, there, there's nothing worse than being in a position where someone needs help and you can't help them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, if you get your stuff together first, it, it opens you and makes you available to be able to, to help others, you know? So you, so you were like, how can I not be poor? Right. What would yeah. be, um, for you, what was your solution to that? Yeah, so my so my solution um, was to just keep trying different solutions until something worked. You know what I mean? Like and like I said, I've done a lot of different little things. Um, I, you know, I, one of the first things that I did is I I got, had a got a little bit of money from something, and I thought, oh, okay, I can go spend this and blow it overnight. Were you like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I can't right. talk about my my attorney said I'm not allowed to talk about my past life. Yeah, but I mean, I got a little bit of money. And again, it wasn't nothing major, but it's something you could have blown in one day or you could have, you know, or you could do something with it. And so I, I, I said, let me just start investing. Let me, and I, and I knew nothing. So I'm like, let me just invest it. So I started looking into stocks and bonds and how do you get started there and investing into this. So I invested, you know, a chunk of money into to some stocks and bonds and gave it some time and it grew. And then I took some money from there that I made from there and thought, what can I do next? And I, so I just kept I just kept reinvesting it, you know, and reinvesting it and, and buying other stocks or bonds and, and then eventually got it over a handful of years 
snowballed it a little bit and then started buying some commercial properties and started buying, you know, real estate and, and said, you know, and so I would take, you know, places and flip them. Or, what's that? You don't want that fake estate. Nobody I've been to it before, you know, I thought I had my own star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Starregistry.com. Yeah. They got you. They got me, man. <laughs> I, I only gave them 10 grand, but <laughs> yeah. They took it. They took it. They took but it. yeah, so cash so it was just they <laughs> cash out you for a star. Yeah. Should have been a red flag. Should have been a red flag. But uh yeah, so I, I you know, I, I just kept investing and trying and really a lot of it just goes back to making trying to make wise decisions. You know what I mean? Like you know, early on you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old and you got a little bit of money and it's easy to, you know, go go get an Escalade or a Benz or this or that. And and I always had brand new cars, but you know, they were your, t- uh, you know, GMC or this or that, you know, your typical, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Honda Civic brand new or whatever. And it just, you know, uh, just trying to make smart decisions. Um, you know, and again, at hindsight's 2020. If I, if I went back, well, actually, I wouldn't have bought it. But I know hindsight's 2021. Yeah. Not even in 2021. Right. But again, you know, hindsight, I would go back and I would do even a lot of those things differently. You know what I mean? Um, just decisions I made uh, financially and, 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 and choices, you know, I would have invested more and spent less on myself only because I realized even now, um, if you want, if you want what other people have, you gotta, you gotta, you know, cut things now to, to be able to do that later, you know, and so many people, you know, the world we live in, everybody wants things now, everybody wants things, you know, they see instant success, you know, you get TikTok famous, or you see your, these people that, that do, you know, they, they're the best of their trade they're, They play video games for a living or they're a soccer player and they get a huge deal or they're a basketball player and they get a huge contract or they're, you know, a personality on social media and they get, you know, huge monies from advertisement or whatever. And again, those are the one in a million situations, you know, where you, you got to realize that you got to outwork everybody else. You know, the odds of you, you, you have just good a chance of sitting the lottery in a lot of those areas, you know what I mean? Which means, you should just work your butt off, you know, and, uh, and success will find you. So I think again, the, the way I was raised, all those things kind of, kind of led me to, you know, un- the understanding of a lot of those things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd still, hit the, if I hit the lottery, I'd still be happy. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying no. Anything, you know, like you'd, probably, right. you'd, you'd be on one of those shows in a couple of years. Maybe yeah. But it's, a, it, it's funny. It's funny. Just even that, like, even that mindset though, of like, you know, how many people say, I want to hit the lottery. Like I, I've even said that, like, oh, I wish I would hit the lottery one day. I've never played the lottery in my life. Yeah. So I'm never, I'm never going to hit it. You know what I mean? And it goes back to the same thing. Like, Oh, I want to be super successful in this area. Or I want to be, I want to be, I want to be this, or I want to be that, or I want to be skinny. Right. Well, if you're eating cookies and never working out, you know, not that me and you would know about that, but no, I mean, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not today, not today, not today, you know? So yeah. All right, so you went you're from Toledo, right? From Toledo, from the 419. 419. That's it. I, if you would have told me any other numbers, I'd believe you. So I'm not going <laughs> to verify that, but yeah. probably like yeah. the 512 or something. You know? I lived in the 512. That's oh. uh, at St. Saint, Louis. Saint Louis. So, yeah. I live there too. You're lying. I'm serious. Like, I, know you, I know you live there. You've been everywhere. You've been like. I have, yep. I've been everywhere. 
when you when you go places, do you tell them like, yeah, I'm from Ohio, one of the big fifty, you know? <laughs> you might not heard of us, but you know, you're like you in know California, and they're like, yeah, what? <laughs> no, I've never been to California, but I'm sure they would say that. All right, where 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 have you been? Yeah, so obviously I'm you know born and raised in Toledo in the 419, right. and then moved to the 330, moved to Youngstown. Let's go. Ooh. Moved here for a handful of years and then uh, went to St. Louis. Um, lived there for a little bit. Uh, lived in St. Louis. What were you doing in St. Louis? Um, yep. So I was working at a church there, a large church, doing a lot of a lot of different things, getting some good experience and just meeting some good people. And it's actually in St. Louis that I met a business partner of mine that I worked with for a long time on a lot of a lot of different things. Um, and uh, actually kind of through that relationship led me to joining um, and starting my leadership business. So it's, it's kind of a cool story, but was in St. Louis for uh, a couple of, uh, about three years and then moved to Austin, Texas, um, helped start a church there and do some other business things and, and get a lot of stuff done there. And it was neat, you know, it was moved to Austin right in the middle of their boom, like right, right before it started. So Austin's always been a, I mean, it's a bigger city for sure. Um, Buffalo might be moving there. It's the capital. Buffalo might be moving there. Have you heard? They keep threatening the uh, ownership. Is that where they're trying to go? Is Austin? The, the ownership is threatening because they won't let them build a stadium. Well, yeah. they will. But like they're like, we want to use a hundred percent tax dollars this time. Right. Right. And they're not doing. They're not having it. Like, no, you're drunk. And then <laughs> the Bacolas are like, yeah, we're moving to Austin. So I mean, if they move to Austin, actually, you know what's interesting? Buffalo doesn't have much of a fan base outside of like Buffalo and Toronto. Sure. Sure. But Austin has a pretty big presence for the bills there. Like it's really, you'd think everybody would be like loving on Jerry Jones, but well, no, that's not so again from living in Austin. Austin is not a NFL town. It's a college football town. Yeah. From the long, from the Longhorns, you know, and they're a huge, everybody's a everybody's a Longhorn fan. Um, but in Austin, because uh, at least when I was there, huh, no, not at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. Nope. They, they were not fans of the Buckeyes. I'll tell you that much. Um, but, uh, one of the things in Austin is almost a lot of people that I met, I would say the majority. So 51% or more of people that I've met, um, are not from Austin. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all from like, you meet somebody, they're from LA, they're from Wyoming, they're from New York, they're from you Ohio, they're from, from Wyoming. I heard of somebody. I just made that up. I heard of somebody from Wyoming. No, but yeah, you'd meet people from these from every different state, you know, and they're like, they move there because Austin was growing, you know what I mean? And at that time, real estate, you know, back when I lived, when I first moved there, real estate wasn't much different. I mean, not downtown Austin, but in all the suburbs, you could buy real estate for the same square footage per you know price that you could here in Ohio, you know? So it wasn't like any other big city you move to, you're paying, you know, 35 a month for us i mean so uh, yeah so it was a uh, wait hold on you keep cutting out. what was the you keep cutting out where you at you keep keep cutting i do really yep that is not that's a, that's do, not good do, do the, uh, there you go. am i cutting out really you were now you're better now you're back you're back I, I got I'm calling Armstrong right now, bro. That's it, man. I'm I'm on I'm on I'm hitting hundred gig right now. I'm good. Hundred gig? 
Hunter Meg. Hunter Meg, my bad. Oh, not gig. That's, that's Meg. What are you talking about? I thought you were saying like 100 gig. Like, I was like, what are you running a Bitcoin mine over there? <laughs> no, Hunter Meg speed, man. Up, you know, you're up, up and downs. So, you know, you don't get, you don't get that up speed, but you get the down. That's what Armstrong will get you. Like, we'll get you 100, 100, uh, 100 up. No way. 100 down. Down. So, what what do you think of this Bitcoin thing? All right, are we are we past Bitcoin? Is it time to start buying Ethereum? Do we buy crypto? Do you buy crypto? What what are your thoughts on crypto? So 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 I haven't bought any crypto. I haven't bought any crypto. Um, mostly mostly I mean not because I wouldn't. Um, for me personally, uh, again most of my finances are they're wrapped up in long term investments. You know what I mean? So so. For, you know, if I wanted to pull out and buy $10,000 worth of, you know, cryptocurrencies, the fees I would pay and the dollars I'd probably lose, it would all equal. Even if I did good, it would all, it would only be for me to be able to say, yeah, I invest in cryptocurrency, you know, which I don't, I don't need to, you know, to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, I think it's one of those things where uh, anything that people are willing to buy and, and sell and trade, there's going to be money made. You know, yeah. so there's definitely money to be made in, in cryptocurrencies, but yeah, I personally don't know enough about them to, uh, I don't like to gamble. I like to invest, you know, and I think there's a big difference, you know, and I think people can gamble when they invest, you know, blindly choosing stocks or blindly investing in businesses or blindly investing in anything. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's gambling. I think that's right on the line there, you know, so yeah, uh, I prefer to, I prefer, prefer to invest. Not that it's uh, always a good deal. I mean, I've, I've made a lot of money, but I've lost a lot of money, you know, and, but, you know, I, I can always look back in every investment and say, with the data that I had at the time, it was a good decision. You know what I mean? Um, and so um, now I've had that stuff that those times where I'm like, I invested because I really wanted to, because I thought I was going to do something really big and, and it wasn't a smart decision and I lost money, you know? Um, and I can look back and say, that was stupid me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, but but most of the time, I look back and if, if I lost money on investment, I can look back and say, hindsight's twenty twenty for sure. You know, knowing that what I know now, I wouldn't do it. But if I had the same data then, now as I did then, I'd probably make the same decision. You know, uh, yeah. um, and it and, and it is what it is. You know, so absolutely, I'm I'm with you. I like it. This is some good good atmosphere. I had on someone who owns a business downtown. And then I had on someone who's a just just has a long career list when it comes like just yeah. around. Um, so it's cool. It's cool. We get talking about a lot. You know, the goal That's is it, not to be Joe Rogan, but to be like Joe Rogan. You know, I don't watch well, you look like people, but I watch you look WWE. Like you know what I'm saying? No, I'm <laughs> please. WWE is fake. Oh. I watch UFC. Okay, That's so funny. There you go. The real stuff, right? The real, oh, real stuff. Dude. I keep, Conor McGregor like just broke his leg, you know. It just so like, it, it like went to go and try leg. and yeah. <sighs> it was like when Dak took that step last year. You remember that? Yeah. Screwed up his leg real bad. Yeah, yeah. Speaking um, of it, yeah, yeah, it's you don't. You, nobody wants to have a broken leg. Nobody no. wants to see that. So no. well, you come from a family injury injuries, right? I think I, something like that. I don't know if I started it or yeah. I don't know if I started it or what's going on, but yeah. Um, you know, what was your big injury? So I've, I've had, I mean, I've had a couple injuries. I mean, uh, again, my minor. I feel like I there's guess, one that stands out though. You know, 
Well, so some of those wouldn't be, I don't know if I'd consider them injuries as more of like medical issues. You know what I mean? Like I've had some medical, medical things happen over my life, you know, but you know, I even just, yeah, hip, but hip with hip, I can't go into it. I, I want to protect the innocent, you know? And, uh, but yeah, medically I've, I do that my whole life. I mean, I, I can sum it up by saying since I was a kid, I mean, I was anybody who's ever heard of the Make-A-Wish organization. I'm, I'm a Make-A-Wish kid, you know, I've uh, you know spent a lot of days in the hospital dealing with life-threatening sicknesses and diseases and different stuff. And, and, um, wish, I did get a wish. I what actually was- got three. So I got three wishes and I was, how old was I? I was like 12 or 13. Um, and I got three wishes from make a wish. They say, you know, give us three, three, and we'll try to make one of them happen. That's right. And so my first wish was to meet Barry Sanders and go to the lions stadium, be a part of that atmosphere. Um, meet my favorite football player. That was my first wish. Um, my second wish was, um, a shopping spree at Best Buy. Um, and my third wish was a trip to Disney with my family. Um, and so, uh, they ended up getting me the, the shopping spree. So they came, picked me up with TV, a TV camera and everything. It took me to Best Buy and said, fill up the truck. And, and I loaded up the truck and went back to the hood. And I'm like, this is, I gotta, I gotta bring this stuff in the middle of the night. I can't bring this stuff out in the daylight. You know, you're lo- loading in, uh. You know, back in the back then, I mean, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a PlayStation One, a big screen TV, you know, a stereo system. Uh, uh, I think DVDs were just kind of the thing. So a DVD player, you know, I mean, and then like, I don't know, like 50 DVD movies that I bought from Best Buy. I was just chucking stuff in the cart, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, back computer. then, you could uh, walk into Best Buy with $100. Seriously. Well, seriously. In your heart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. I, th- I think I think the shopping spree back then. I think it was. It's been, it's a long time ago now, but I think it was like five thousand dollars. So uh, again, that would be like maybe today going and spending ten grand at Best Buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine what you could get at Best Buy for ten grand. You know what I mean? So um, you probably get like a Disney trip. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, so that so that's probably. I think it was all this. It was all like an equal amount where the Make a Wish does. You know to. A certain amount where they can make your wish happen, but it was cool. So yeah, so that so that again backs up to my medical stuff. You know, I've gone from that all the way up to to now dealing with stupid stuff like kidney stones and pancreas and all kind of all kind of not fun things. You know, I, I wasn't um, even thinking about that stuff. I was thinking about because I know um, you've had some kids who have uh, destroyed some. Uh, just one, just one. So, one. so I just got one. Yeah, just one. One of one of my athletes. You know, I got three. You know, I got three daughters, and uh, they're all athletes. But the oldest one, she's just had a heck of a time uh, keeping her legs straight. You know, she's uh, torn her ACL a couple times and yeah. broken her foot once, and and uh, she's she's just a hard player. And uh, so yeah, so we we've dealt with all those things. She's basketball only now. Basketball only. So she was a soccer and basketball player her whole life. And yeah. she's going into her, her junior year now, and then uh, because of the injuries, and um, you know, and some other things, but mostly because of the injuries, she uh, she's just just doing basketball. So yeah, so we'll see how the, we'll see how the season goes, but it, it'll be a it'll be a big year for her, so. Hey, definitely her uh, her and like Carson Wentz should start a support group, you know, something like that. Sit in a circle and tell each other how how difficult life is. Dude, it is you know I don't even know you know <laughs> like I've never broken a foot. Least I've done is like twisted my ankle, you know, and that stuff hurts too. Ingrown toenails. Hey, <laughs> that stuff hurts. That's the devil <laughs> right there. Oh my! That's it. Oh, um, so you went, you've been everywhere, right? So like you were talking about leadership training. Um, 
So how did you get into – explain a little bit about the program you got into and then how you, like, made the decision to go to that one. Were there other ones on the table? You know, what made you decide yes. which thing? You know, I'm explaining that a little bit when it comes to your business and where that stems from when it comes to the, um, the John Maxwell stuff. Sure. Yeah. So I got, I got connected with John Maxwell. You know, I've been, um, you know, being a leader has always been important to me just because I've, I've realized early on that if you don't have a good leader, no matter what, if it's a business, if it's a sports team, if it's whatever, if you don't got good leadership, not just the leader, but good leadership, um, it, whatever you're doing is not going to be successful, at least long term. You know what I mean? So, so, so early on, I realized that I wanted to, I wanted to grow personally and develop personally, become a better me, um, and then grow as a leader. And so I began looking into it. And actually, I got connected with the John Maxwell team because uh, one of my business partners in St. Louis, um, you know, we were working on some things and, and he was connected with the John Maxwell team and just through some business dev and stuff, we, I got connected with him and he's, a, he's actually a pretty high, high up in in the uh, John Maxwell team, like, you know, there's like John Maxwell and then he's like right there. And then there's the 10, you know, a hundred thousand other people, you know what I mean? So, um, so I got connected with him. Uh, We went to church together and did some business stuff together and um, you know, just kind of seeing the, what, you know, growing in leadership did for him, you know? So I, so I took a leap and said, I'm going to go get trained. I'm going to study. I I joined uh, some courses through Ohio Christian university, did some leadership training, um, got then went to Orlando, Florida for a week and got uh, trained and got certified to be a leadership coach and to really start a business training other people to be better leaders, you know. Um, and so I did that, started my own company, Integrity Leadership. And, um, you know, really, I, it's easy to say the rest is history, but really one thing's led to the next. And I've done, I do one on one leadership coaching, I do group leadership coaching, I do business development, I help business leaders grow their business, um, you know, again, uh, go into the secular world. Um, I go into the nonprofit space um, and and really look at a lot of different things, but look at, you know, their people, their process, their growth, their growth opportunities, um, and really ultimately all of those things, your finances, your your the, your DNA, the way things feel, all those can be summed down and the, the root is usually a leadership. Either if you're successful, it's because you got good leadership. And if you're, if you're failing, it's usually because you got bad leadership, you know? Um, and so, so I just went the leadership train and, um, you know, and started with myself because you can't, you can't lead others until you lead yourself. You know what I mean? So, so I really just, I just really started there and that's right. I really just started there. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then again, for me, I mean, you know, again, like I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor too. So, um, I've learned early on some of the things that separate, uh, lead, some leaders is that, you know, that, that God void, you know, you, I really don't believe you can be truly the best leader you you have potential to be without God, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I think when you let God in and help you to do those things, it really, it really works. Um, and then if you're just authentic and incredible and, and all the other things that go with being a, a good leader, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, you know, some people don't know what a good leader looks like, you know, cause you ask them, well, who's, who's been a good leader in your life? Like some people don't have a good answer for that. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody lead well, you know what I mean? Um, but, um, you know, so that's, that's where the leadership space really got for me is being able to go into, into organizations, businesses, nonprofit space, one-on-one coaching, and really just help, help people or organizations get better at their leadership, you know? And, and the cool thing is, 
usually anytime I go in, I, I learn as much as they do. You know what I mean? Because you get to see different areas, you know? And so I've been in the nonprofit space uh, almost my whole life, you know, being a pastor and working in, in a church. And then I uh, spent, you know, 10 years in the financial world, uh, man, you know, managing and leading, uh, you know, teams of, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people um, in the sales financial area. And um, you, you know, ultimately- with uh, Jordan Belfort? Jordan Belfer. I don't. I don't know Jordan. Who's that? Tell me about this guy. You serious? Who's Jordan Belfer? I don't know. You're joking. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. I'm gonna go on to another. I'm gonna do another segment of. Of did you know? No. Where's the wolf? You met. You know the wolf? Like. See, I. Yeah, I think he's like he's training. um. He does sales. I, th- I heard he does like sales training, but he's like in a different city or something. He's like he's in a big, a bigger city, like on Fifth Street. I think he's on Fifth Street. Hey, you're. I think your mic got unplugged. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're moving around, because I can't hear you any longer. Nope. There you. I can hear you now. I can hear you moving. Can you? There we go. Yep. Let me back. just let me just unplug this. All right. Okay, you unplug it. Take a commercial break. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, we're gonna go with that because I think this is just a crappy uh, adapter. Apple, and you know, you can't uh, you can't have a USB port on your freaking MacBook, whatever. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so this 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 uh this Wall Street guy you're talking about. I mean, I've not heard about him, but you know, I'm, yeah. no, I'm I'm sure he's good at what he does. Probably, I mean, I heard they made a movie about. It. I haven't seen it, but yeah. heard they made a movie. About it. <laughs> yeah, but even dude, like literally, like even in the financial world. <laughs> even even when I worked in the financial world, like I again, the the jobs and the the titles and the things that I held, I had no education for. And the really the reason I was able to to do a good job and be successful and grow was because of me wanting to be a better leader. You know what I mean? And um, you know there was. There's been, it's, this is not the only time, but numerous times, even then I would, I would be, um, leading a team of people who are all smarter, more educated, better at their jobs than me. But for some reason, it always led to me being their leader, you know, because ultimately I think it's just cause I, I really cared. I wanted them to be success, successful, you know, and when people know you want them to be successful, they buy into you, you know? So, yeah. Have you, um, have you seen that guy on TikTok who does the sales on there like door-to-door sales the like the window like the window cleaning and all that yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah he's that's great he's great he's the guy. best man he's the best so is that what you he's teach? the best out there <laughs> no, that dude that dude could be out there teaching somebody though yeah, that's that good. guy could make me buy anything anything yeah absolutely he's the best and he's funny he's so funny. like you want a timeshare i'd be like i guess i want a timeshare <laughs> For the record, yeah. no one should ever buy a timeshare, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what's what what is your um who you look up to? Like who's your role models? Well, don't say so honestly, Maxwell. I know he is. You don't have to say him. We already brought him up, you know. No, I, but have, I'm gonna have to put that in the in the uh in the click in the clickbait, you know, like <laughs> is there a road to talk about John Maxwell? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, absolutely not. No, there's, I mean, there, honestly, there's a lot of people um, that I look up to in lots of different circles. You know what I mean? There's people that, there's people that I, 
I look at and I glean from in a lot of different ways. I mean, there's people personally, um, you know, some that if I said their names, nobody would know them because they're, they're a relative or they're a friend, you know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, if I, everybody's got, everybody's got an uncle Mike, you know what I mean? Like that is just like gives good wisdom and is, is solid and somebody you can trust and you can go to. And then people have, you know, again, I, you know, I won't mention his name, but like a John Maxwell, you know what I mean? Like somebody that you, that you really lean into and learn from, you know, and then there's people just in the business world, people I've done business with, you know, that I've, and again, I, I think I've learned a lot from people. I've learned probably more from people that I've seen them make mistakes, you know, and do things that I'm like, I'm not going to do business that way, or I'm not going to treat people that way, or I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this or that. And so I've learned from a lot of people that I, I wouldn't call necessarily a friend or, you know, or, or even somebody that I would enjoy spending time with or learning from, from the good things, but I've learned a lot from what I don't want to do, you know? Uh, but then there's, and then there's the, I think the world we live in with TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, we, we are all learning from the same influential people. You know, you got the Grant Cardones and you got, you know, the Gary V's and you got all the different guys and, and people that are influential in different business realms. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you got, you got the, you know, the shows like the profit or these different things that are like business, business uh, realm shows, or, you know, dare I say a, a Donald Trump back from when he did the apprentice, you know what I mean? Like you, you can look and learn from things like that and how to be better or in some cases, how to not do things, you know? So, um, but for me, again, there's, it's the people that I'm close to, you know, I look at people that I report to the, you know, I report to at my church, the lead pastor there, pastor Juan. I learned a lot from him, you know, different people that I've over the years, that I've got close relationship with. And like I said, business partners and people that I've done business with and, um, and even seen some of them fail, you know, and how do they come back? You know, um, again, one of the, one of the business partners that I look at that works at the John Maxwell team, um, you know, his name's Chris and I seen him, him go from uber successful to things didn't work out to now beyond his wildest dreams. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, um, you know, so there's just a lot of different people, but again, beyond the people that are just TikTok famous for me, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's some close, close business relationships and, and then, you know, family and close people that I trust that I can really, you know, because I really think anybody can be successful. I really do. You know, I don't think there's, there's not many bad ideas out there. You know what I mean? It's more in how you execute them, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's see. What are some of, uh, what's some of the books that you think have been very important to your your yeah, so, tech, you know so not, me, so the, me, not like lift uber like sure sure know, super but like more tiktoky trendy yeah so again I mean, for you th this this is all coming from a guy who doesn't like to read you know i'm not a huge reader and I say that and I probably have one of the larger libraries, home libraries. You know, I probably, if I were, if I were to guesstimate, I probably have over a thousand books, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'd say seven or 800 of those are business leadership, finance, growth, those types of, those types of books. And now that I, I've not read a thousand of them, uh, you know, that, that would be a lie, but, but I've scanned most of them and read, read a good portion seven. of them. 
Yeah, yeah, I read a good portion, and and a lot of them I use I use like a library. I go in and I, t- I pull a book, and it's on a specific topic that I'm working on or whatever, and I'll go through and highlight certain things and pull out some some good points. But but for me, so some of the books that so I'm saying that to say there's I couldn't name them all. You know what I mean? There's just so many books that have really taught me a lot. Um, you know, there's one by um, Tim Ferriss. It's called Tools of the Titans, and it's a book like. I could go grab it, but it's like, it's like massive. It's really thick, but it's really just like tips and tools and tricks of the trade from so many different people. You know, it's just like a, a highlight clip, you know, um, you know, so, so I've pulled a lot of things out of that book. Um, you know, there's uh, the 21 laws of leadership is probably the book that I, that I use that book, the 21 laws of leadership, that book has made me more money than any other book that I have. Um, you know, I've, it's kind of where I started my leadership development. Huh? I just keep reselling the same book. Yeah. Yeah. I just resell the same book and I just never ship it. So it, 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 it does wonders. No, but it just, I mean, the, the things that I've learned from there is kind of like the beginning ground of my leadership um, and the growth and the, and the training and stuff. So there's that, there's a couple other books, um, five levels of leadership, um, a, a book that I've, I've really grown to love, especially when it comes, I do a lot with teams and teamwork. Um, it's called the five dysfunctions of a team. Um, and it really, it's a, uh, you know, it's one of those, you'll, you can pick it up at an airport. It's you know, pretty much at every airport, but uh, uh, it's, it really breaks down the team aspect and how, you know, when you get along work with other people and, and most of us, um, a lot of people leave jobs, um, not because of the job, but because of the people, you know, um, it's, I don't get along with my employees or I, my boss doesn't like me or I don't like my boss. Um, and so most of the, most of the issues that people have in this world are people problems. You know, so the five dysfunctions of a team was a huge book that really kind of um, kind of taught me a lot of different things about working through those dysfunctions. Um, another huge book that I've read multiple times um, is by, I mentioned Gary Vee. It's uh, jab, 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 right hook. You know, so, you know, that's not the title of the book, but he said if he, if he, if he was to actually give the title what it should have been, that's what it should have been, you know. Um, so there, there's, you know, but there's, there's a massive amount of the world we live in with the, the information that's out there to help people grow. Um, there's no excuse, you know, you can get those, you can get them for free online. You can get them for free on the web. You can, you know, most of them, they're the podcasts or the audios available. So, I mean, yeah. kind of takes away the, the excuses to not to grow or to leave, but those would be some of the, some of the, the business books and leadership books. But, but ultimately again, and I'm not saying this just cause I'm a pastor, but really the Bible, um, it really is. I'm about to call you, know, you out. No, and I know, I know, I know, I know business people who aren't who aren't even Christians and don't have a walk with the Lord who use the Bible as as a book of wisdom. You know, they'll pull into some of the some of the stories or um, the Book of Proverbs that really just has a lot of wisdom written into it that really works in the in the business world. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, ultimately the Bible, but I felt like that'd be a cheap cheap answer that I would give first. But it's it's the most important one. You know, so. Look, you need to go where you're celebrated and not that's tolerated, it. you know? <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm saying. Hey, that's it, man. That's it. That's what? it. When, so you going to write a book or what? We're going to get a no, – I'm not a writer. I'm not we're going to get like man. a road to success, you know? You know, I actually had, I had a business partner who wanted – me and him wanted to write a book for a while. I actually started working on it. And I just thought, man, I'm like, he would do – he'd have all this stuff set and, you know – I'm like, I'm just not a writer. It's just not, it's just not a gift that I have, you know? And, I, and that's going one of the, some of these things that I've learned, like I'm trying to be something I'm not, you know what I mean? Like they're like, 
there's other people that are good at that. Like I'd rather just buy their book and read it and take all the good stuff from it. You know what I mean? Like a, like a John Maxwell or, you know, on any of these people that have written great books, you know, on life or leadership or personal development. Um, you know, I don't, I don't need to be good at everything. You know, somebody's already got that, you know, so. I think I lost you there. There we you go. Know, a little bit, a little bit. You getting calls, you know? I'm getting, yeah, my, my phone's blowing up because I got a, I got a, 245 i gotta jump on here and so there i think people are where are you at what are you doing so we got a couple minutes but the phone calls start flooding in you know oh, okay They're calling you about the profit not the, <laughs> something uh, like that which i'm not sure which one but you know what i mean not not marcus lamonis there you, you know, go yeah. you write a book called the profit you could play on words god over words, money so. you know what i'm saying um, god over money <laughs> all right what is uh so what would be like a final thought for you about if you're talking to people who have, let's just do like a final thought. Let's say you're talking to people who have issues with um, motivation and sure. being able to take the next step and take the leap without feeling uh, scared or just like anxious about it. Um, you know, how to take the next step into investing yeah. finally into going to a new job. Because you were like, most people leave jobs not because of the not because of the work, it's because of the people. So yeah. what would you say to people who are struggling with making a decision like that? Yeah, I mean there I feel like there are a lot of things pop into my head on on what I would say to someone. Um, and it's kind of hard, you know. Um, you know, blanket statements are cool, but everybody has their own individual situation, you know, but I w the first thing that kind of came to me was, is, is understanding, man, sometimes you got to sacrifice things. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes things are going to be hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes a, a job is going to suck or things are going to be difficult or you're not going to get along with your boss or a coworker, or it's not going to be the perfect situation. But when it comes to sacrifice, like some of your greatest sacrifices ultimately lead to your greatest victories. You know what I mean? And so, and so that would be, that would be my, my, my charge to anybody who's, who's hearing that. Like, like, what would you, what advice would you say? One is use wisdom. You don't want to be, keep stay in a bad situation for sure. Like there's a balance there. You know what I mean? Um, but, but again, this, the, there's some great sacrifices that are to be made to kind of lead you to where you may want to go. And I, I've seen that so many times where people, you know, are about to give up, they're about to give up and then they hold on and then. Now, fast forward five years down the road, they look back and say, man, I almost gave up. And if I would have just known, if I would have held on for three months longer, I was going to get that raise or that promotion or, or I was going to quit because that boss, actually one of the financial companies that I worked for, there was a lot of employees that I had that wa wanted to leave because, not because of me, but because of the head guy, the guy who oversaw the whole business. Um, and I just kept encouraging them, like, hey, listen, you're on my team. Just stay here. Just push through. We're going to make it work. And some of them, like it was about 20 people and about half of them had a problem with this guy. And they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. And a couple of them actually ended up quitting. And literally two months later, we came and that guy was cleaning out his office because corporate fired him. You know what I mean? And it was like, if you would have just held on, you know what I mean? And then uh, we got brought somebody else in who was great. I actually got a promotion that had a lot, you know, hand in a lot of different things. And, and uh, so there's always the balance there. It's like the balance of understanding, like, Hey, things don't always work out. And it's the world we live in where everybody wants things easy and, and things are, 
or right. Um, but you know, you just got to be confident in, in your, and who you're called to be and where you're called to, to go and, and, and do from there. But yeah, it's a lot of, it's got to be with sacrifice. You know, we don't, the world we live in, we don't like to sacrifice anything. You know what I mean? We just don't, or I don't, you know, nobody like, it's not comfortable to sacrifice things. You know what I mean? Um, and so sometimes you got to sacrifice where you're at now for where you want to be down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know you got to go. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. And Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Being a part of this experience. Um, yeah, man. Just remember when you when you make it big. Just remember, I was one. Of, I was one of your first ten, right? You know what I mean. So hey, one of my first seventeen. Well, oh, first seven. I need to make it the top ten. First twenty. Top twenty. Okay. Oh.